You're listening to the Good Samaritan Anglican Church Podcast. The following sermon was recorded by Deacon Stephen Edwards on October 14th, 2018. Let us pray. Set us free, loving Father, from the bondage of our sins, and in your goodness and mercy give us the liberty of that abundant life which you have made known to us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. He who lives and reigns with you in the unit of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. I will continue to pray. Lord, we thank you for your prophetic words, which foretold the price to be paid for our sins, to be suffered upon our Savior, who is for you, you yourself, Lord God of all creation, Jesus, Son of Man, Son of God, our Redeemer. Lord, at the time of your suffering and all on our behalf, you were without comfort or recognition. And absent was the glory and honor due to you by all men. You were called by men, forsaken of God, though you were yourself God, offering yourself for us. You permitted yourself to be tormented and to suffer at the hands of men, men you would hold blameless under whose lives you would open the way of forgiveness and salvation for us all, the redemption of the souls of all mankind. And now to you, O Lord, we give you all glory and honor due your name. We offer you praise for you as the cry of our hearts. And plead, Lord, forgive us. Save us, Lord Jesus, from all that is due us and grant to us your promised love and salvation. Amen. So if you would, turn with me into your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 3. And I'm just going to ask you for now just to follow along with me as I read some of these passages. In chapter 53, I'll beginning in verse 4. So surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him, him the one stricken by God, smitten by God and afflicted. And it's as though he had sinned, as though God did not love him, as though the son had displeased, had disappointed the father, as though he deserved the wrath of God, which is for which would be justified against sin and against evil. But he was, was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And this is the punishment that brought us peace. The punishment that brought to us peace, that punishment was on him. And therefore it is said, by his wounds, by his wounds we are healed. 
Continuing in verse 6, it says that we all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. But praise be to God as we look in verse 11. After the suffering of his soul, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many. So this speaks, these again are prophetic works, but these speak of Jesus. And although he will be tormented and killed upon the cross, he will see life and he will be satisfied that he has done the work that he was sent to do and that he will justify many. So, and in him we are redeemed and restored to the hope of God's glory and unto eternal life in him that you, Lord God, almighty Savior, for you have set us free to know you and to worship you, that you dwell with us, you are present with us. As we worshiped in our Psalms today, we were witnesses. We witnessed to God's deep, deep love and care for us. In our Psalm, we said that he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say to the Lord, my refuge, you are my refuge, my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. All we who have welcomed him, all who are in the Son of Jesus, are called and brought out of the way of destruction. We are called into true life in the great compassion of our God on high by mercy brought low unto us and is found in Christ though God came to us to be a servant to serve the means of grace and to set us free he led us out we are led out by him the struggle is him is in him and he has overcome he has overcome all things for us to redeem us. He is the means for us into everlasting life under the glory of God the Father. We are lifted up as on wings, set free from the limits of man alone, that we may know the depths and breadth of God's majesty and love for us. Do you have a sense of the glory of God? The release of God's power for you. Hear the love in his voice. Know the comfort of his arms around you. He calls us upward. Rise, come and see. And he will give you strength and sight and knowledge of his true way. He asks only for your faith, your trust in him and toward him. And his promise, never changing, is with him. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. 
His word and his voice are a gift unto your heart and for your soul that you may be nourished and brought to ever-renewing life by the Holy Spirit of God in you. The Holy Spirit is the seal of God in you and nothing can take him from In God we come to perfect freedom. We are unbound from the power of sin and death and destruction. We are called into love, to love and to know love in the kingdom of God by the Father who is love. His kingdom fills and expands and is ever-living, prospering throughout all eternity, unending and from everlasting to everlasting. All is possible through God who loves us and who in his great mercy has made a way for us in Jesus Christ. That which is impossible for man has become possible for us, for we are in the hand of God. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. It is his blessing upon us, his mercy, his love, unearned by us, the gift of the one, the life-giving God, the source of all that is seen and unseen, all of which exists to his glory. In the Son, Jesus Christ, we are restored to the joy of righteousness, the purity of life as was granted when in life given by God in creation. God did not create us for suffering, but as a joyful expression of his love. Come, taste, and see that the Lord, he is good. God himself has already made us able in him to receive the fulfillment of his blessed provision. And he grants us free will. He grants us choice in him that we may enter in. Are we then willing to both ask and to proclaim as our psalmist did today and as in our worship as we worship today, I will say unto the Lord, you are my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. If you would take a look in your bulletin again and, to your, and turn to your psalm. And let's take a look at verse 2. And if this is the desire of your heart, I'm going to ask that you say that with me, beginning with in verse 2 where it says, Lord. Lord, you are my refuge and my stronghold, my God in whom I will trust. You know, we come to know that our worship together in the Lord is an expression of love for him, our trust, our faith in him, and our thankfulness that he is able and will do that which he has promised and so much more to our good. So much more than we could ever possibly think or imagine. Our God is so great all and more is possible in him, the Lord our God. So let us dwell a little while longer in the Lord's heart of love for us and let him have his way in us. Let us be surrendered unto him. So again, look in your psalm at verses 14 through 16. 
to reflect on them a moment. And then I'm going to ask that you read them, you proclaim them from your heart. Verses 14 and 16, we'll say them together. The full verse. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him up because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will hear him. Indeed, I am with him in trouble. I will deliver him and bring him honor. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Glory be unto the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be. Amen. So before we move on, I just want to, I'm sure that you recognize that these verses, they speak to us, but they also speak about what Jesus is going to do for us. But we are the object of his promise, of God's word was granted to us that we would know him, and that in Jesus, God's will be made whole in us, as we are in him and he in his, us, and we are fulfilled in him. So these prophetic words spoke of Jesus, but as well as the grace and the love and the concern that as he is resurrected to life, so are we, and with him, these are his promises. And you would also recognize that to satisfy with long life does refer to Jesus' resurrection but also to the gift that he grants us of eternal life. So whenever we are able to meditate upon his life, his word, life and joy are renewed in us. From Hebrews we read about the word of God, the power of the word of God in us. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and spirits, of joint and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And this is our bond with our Lord, that our hearts are bound to his. Thanks be to God. So we heard in our gospel lesson from Mark, Jesus' disciples, John, James, and John, we're asking a special request to the Lord. They asked Jesus that in the heavenly kingdom might they be permitted the seats immediately to his right and to his left. And that certainly didn't go over very well with the disciples. But Jesus loved them. Jesus loved them. Let's take a look at that just a moment. So Jesus challenged them with the questions of, can you drink the cup that I will drink? And can you be baptized with the baptism that I am baptism with? And they acknowledged they could. And Jesus, knowing what lied ahead of them, said that, yes, that you will. But to the glory of God, these seats are already, these seats prepared for others. And there is mystery that exists 
between us and the heavens just how it will be. But Jesus is always preparing to lead us and to guide us and prepare us into the way of heaven. So it reminds them of the more important thing that whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For as by his example, even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Praise be to God. But I wonder, what would I ask of the Lord? What would each one of us want to ask of the Lord? We are all called into a close and personal relationship with him that we might also be able to discuss and be discuss personal matters and ask questions and share our hopes and our dreams and even our fears with our Lord Jesus Christ. What do we want to ask Jesus? What do either of us desire to be granted or to be set free from? What do we wish him to enable in us? What is the Lord calling in you? What is the Holy Spirit stirring up in you? Is it the faith that could move mountains? Is it hope that could inspire new life in ourselves and others? Is it humility and thankfulness before a loving God? It matters that our hearts are revealed to him. Our relationship with him must be rooted in trust and sincerity. Genuine love is sincere. Jesus is not out to trap us in our weakness, but to set us free to experience true fulfillment. Do we want to know God more dearly? Do we want to draw nearer to him? Consider our relationship with him. As Jesus spoke of in John chapter 15, he said, you are my friends. If you do what I command, and we know that his commandment was to love him and to love one another, you no longer do I call you servants, but the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from the Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit, that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he shall give to you. Jesus' truth is with you, and no secrets are hid. He has opened to you everlasting the way of his glory. We all want to do well before the Lord, and we are successful in that desire when we open ourselves to him. We know that where your treasure is, your heart will follow. So let our hearts, our desires, our hopes, our treasure be directed toward heaven. And Jesus Christ, where no one can take it from us. We pray, Lord, that your will be done in us. May the gift and calling of God in you remain ever fruitful. And ask Jesus to live and reign with you forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
This has been a production of Good Samaritan Anglican Church in Middleburg, Florida. For more sermons, sermon notes, and information about our congregation, please visit www.goodsamaritananglican.org slash sermons. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please subscribe and leave us a review with your favorite podcast player. Thank you for listening. God bless you.